Party people, how you feeling? This is Too Glam to Give a Damn. I'm your host, Lindsay Evans. What's up, everyone? Oh, I am so happy to be back with you. This has been so fun doing this every week. And it's so funny to hear from you guys because it seems like you all kind of get a little something different out of this. And so I'm just continuing to switch up the topics and see kind of what you respond to. So I'm not really getting into a set format yet. I just want to know kind of what lands and everything. So keep sending me your feedback, keep spreading the word, and I'm just going to jump right in here. So this was obviously a big weekend, and we have a big week ahead too, obviously with the election. And I would just invite everyone to try and be peaceful, regardless of the outcome. I know we're all feeling probably scared and anxious. I know I am a little bit. And I think it's just really important to maintain a level of inner peace. So do what you need to do with practicing your self-care and exercising and whatever that means to you, meditating, whatever. That's so important. And I realized that at the end of last podcast, I forgot to do our quote. And I actually just thought that I would start with a quote today because I feel like it's really timely. So this is from an Instagram account called Peaceful Mind, Peaceful Life out of Boca Raton, Florida. The quote is, When someone tries to trigger you by insulting you or by doing or saying something that irritates you, take a deep breath and switch off your ego. Remember that if you are easily offended, you are easily manipulated. Unknown. And then the caption says, it is important to remember that what people do and say is a reflection, a perception of what they see in you and in life. It is never about you when someone insults you. It's simply what they are seeing. It's not the truth. So don't allow yourself to be drawn into the drama by letting them manipulate and offend you. Notice that it's a trigger for your ego to respond. Take a few deep breaths and preserve your energy and sanity. Wow, I need to work on that. I have learned that I'm a pretty reactive personality. (laughs) So I think it's um, something for us all to take something from and work on, focus on after this election and, you know, better ourselves. If someone's being really vocal on social media, I don't think we need to give in to that. I think just, you know, mute them or whatever you need to do to get through the day and let it go. Let it be. Okay, anyway, on to the fun stuff. So we had a huge Halloween, well, not as huge as it normally would be, but we had Halloween weekend. I was kind of wondering, like, what was going to happen with all the celebrities if they were going to go out And it seems like no one's really revealing what exactly they did, except the Kardashians. They seem to have a party in a giant vagina tunnel. I'm not sure if you saw the Instagram stories, but the tunnel looked like the innards of like bodily organs. So it was sort of like spider web material all over the place that were in these large tunnels Sort of like um, when the Grinch stole Christmas, like the Who Whoville, but the tunnels were lighted pink, and therefore they looked like the vaginal walls in my mind. So 
They partied in the vag. I'm just going to start right off the top with them because, as always, they did the most. I'm sure you all saw that Kylie went as a Power Ranger with her girlfriends. And, you know, I could say what everyone else is thinking, that they all look like thoughts. And if you didn't know what that word is, it's an acronym. It's T-H-O-T-S. And I had to look it up myself because I saw that all the kids on Instagram were using it all the time. And I thought, what does that word mean? And I look it up and it stands for that hoe over there. So when it's plural, it's like those hoes over there. So for my elderly listeners, now you know what a thought is. And feel free to use it in your daily life, like with your grandchildren or what, you know, however you see fit. So anyway, Kylie and her girlfriends went as the Power Rangers and it was all very custom costumes. They were all, it was sort of like a girl band where they all have like a different neckline. It reminded me of like the Destiny's Child days where they all had like the same fabric, but like a slightly different, like one was a one shoulder, one was a halter and one was a V-neck and Beyonce always got the best one. It was a lot like that. And I just feel so hard for the stylists that had to fit these over their big asses. And what was interesting about it is that only like two of the five girls have the big asses. And it's Stassi, the best friend who replaced Jordan Woods, and Kylie, obviously. And that thing just keeps growing. Oh, my goodness. And I'm not here to, to shame her body, not at all. But it's really, it's really a work of art, obviously. So Kylie went as the Red Ranger. Stassi, I think, was the Pink Ranger. And then the other three girls are just like these tiny little girls with no asses. So it was just jarring. It really was. It was quite a juxtaposition, if you will. And they had a random boy with them. I've never seen him before. Maybe some of you have. Anyway, you know, the whole thing, it would have been cool if it didn't read like so gushing with materialism and excess. And I think right now they've just been, you know, Kim got that flack for taking everyone on the island for her birthday. And now Kylie's doing this like bougie, bougie costume. And the girl posse thing, it's just like, (sighs) yuck, yuck. And I also wonder, how does that work? Like when you have a friend that's a billionaire and she's like, let's all be custom Power Rangers. Well, like, you know, firsthand, like each one of those costumes is several thousand dollars just to get just for the labor of the stylist and the seamstresses and things like that. Not even the materials. That's probably the cheapest part of all and all the fittings and the assistants and whatever. So that's you're probably looking at about five grand a costume, r- roughly. And then I think the glasses were custom made. So maybe 10 grand. A- anyway, how does that shake out about like who pays for it? Like, I honestly wonder if Stassi has like a balance that Kylie gives her every month to like be her wife because I'm like there's just no way with her own Instagram endorsements that she can cover nearly as much as what Kylie does maybe she just gives it to everyone as a gift like I don't she's like come over and like my stylist had these made for us then you're kind of like you kind of have these like golden handcuffs to her and there's got to be a real weird power dynamic I think that's why she never shows up to anything with the family because she's like well I'm in like complete control of my friends I don't need to be like with you guys where I'm an equal irritating I don't want to be like accountable to anyone and isn't that anyone with money boy oh boy anyway okay so they went as power rangers and then there was another night of parties and Kylie went as a snake 
And I think it was a snake, but it had these big teeth. And I thought, that looks like an anaconda. And the pun is not lost on me there. Take a moment. Take it in. And we can move right along. Okay. But that was a cool costume. That seemed cool. But, you know, at this point, it's just like they call some designer who makes them a custom piece. And, like, there's not a ton of art to it. I think it's almost cooler when, like, the stylist sources things from different places and it's part vintage. And, like, there's some, like, cool characteristics to it. Having just something custom made for you is, like, okay, that's, like, nice every now and again. Like, for Met Gala, that, like, okay, that makes sense. But for Halloween, like, I don't know. I just feel like part of the charm is, like, the authenticity behind a costume. So that's just my personal opinion. Another thing that happened was that Kylie and Kendall posted pictures of themselves. Well, they posted a Halloween costume that was based on a childhood photo of them on Halloween where they looked like child prostitutes. They were wearing go-go boots, and it was, like, little rave babies. I'm like, what were they? Were they, like... Remember those, uh, what was that toy? It was like a mermaid that would like swirl out of the bathtub. But like when her tail whipped around, it'd get like caught in your hair. And I think it was, I do think it was a hazard and ruled out of, you know, the local Toys R Us. I don't think they kept selling it. R.I.P. That was interesting. And I feel like that was just to say like, hey, we don't hate each other. But I just in general feel that Kendall is the most miserable, miserable person. And even when she did her Pam Anderson costume, I mean, she looks amazing. Obviously, the makeup was amazing. But she just looks so unhappy to me. I feel like there's something else going on there. And I wonder, well, I've always felt like since the Bruce Jenner to Caitlyn Jenner thing happened, she was affected by that the worst. But Now I'm thinking, is there something going on with her sexuality? Because she just seems just like deeply angry and unpleasant. And so I feel that maybe there's more happening there. And I could be totally off base, but there you have it. Also, Amelia Hamlin, who's Lisa Rinna's daughter. You know how Lisa Rinna's always saying Harry Hamlin. Well, Amelia Hamlin, she's the one with the $6,000 a month penthouse and the Beverly Wilsh right around there. She also showed up as a rave baby to some party. I I don't know if that was what her costume actually was, but she was wearing a crochet bikini top and these little booty shorts with like gem, like flower gems on them and a little pink wig. And it was practically identical. I mean, she could have been in the photo with Kendall and Kylie as children. And so I'm like, was she dressing up as them as children too? I can't be sure. Anyway, she arrives at the party with Scott Disick, and I just, I really need Scott Disick to stop boning 20-year-olds. It's pretty creepy. I'm wondering if Amelia Gray was dressing up as Kylie and Kendall as the baby rape babies. And my real question is, when do these kids, you know, get exposed to this rave culture at the, at the ripe age of five and seven? Because I have lived a whole 33 years, and Jeff and Greta would have, you know, never taken their eyes off me long enough to let me slip away to a rave, especially as a bambini or a bebe, as Moira Rose would say. And same thing with Paris Hilton. She's like, yeah, I was going to raves at 15. I get that she has more access than me. I mean, barely, but a little bit. I never even knew about a rave. I never knew about a rave until I moved to LA. I didn't even know about raves in college. Like what? What a tiny little embryo I am. Anyway, so I'm wearing star-shaped sunglasses as I record this podcast just to really get the vibe of like what it would be like to go to a rave. And that's it's really the most I can think of at this point. Certainly not going to one anytime soon with this goddamn pandemic. 
So Amelia Hamlin shows up with Scott Disick, that vile human, just kidding, I love the Lord, let the Lord be with you, to a party of some kind. And I guess we're all just, if you're rich, we're just pretending that there's no COVID and that, I mean, fine with me. I know you may have some mixed feelings about that, but fine with me. I think we've all done our part by now. Why does he keep boning 20-year-olds? I need less from him on that. And I feel like he's a relatively mature person. I mean, to a degree, more mature than he was. And I get that like a 20-year-old has a tight bod, among other things. But I don't get it. I don't get why men like chicks so much younger. I feel like a woman that's older is so much more interesting. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased. Anyways, they probably know they can get away with shit. And that's what it, that's what it is. Um, I have to ask my brother-in-law. He, he knows a thing or two about that. Anyway. So you know who did have a cute costume? I'm alarmed I'm even saying this out loud because they're probably two of my, uh, the two of the most useless people that I think have ever walked the earth. Brittany and Jax from Vanderpump Rules. She went as the Grinch, which was truly appalling, but she did a good job. And she had like the furry hands and everything like the Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch does. And she did this impression and everything, but it was incredibly off-putting. But at the same time, like, wow, committed. Certainly didn't want to look hot this year. That's That's been achieved. And then Jax went as Max the dog. And I thought that's kind of clever and different. I don't know how people think of these obscure costumes. Like, I think the best costumes this year were the people who dressed up as Britney Spears on Instagram, like currently, like in the yellow off the shoulder top, like losing her mind. And I'm not sure if everyone's seen, but today she put out a statement that she's fine, she's happy, all good, don't need to worry about her. And I find that suspect, but just letting you know, the attic is still open. There was also like a costume where people, three of these girls, like impersonated the Kim Kardashian fragrance where they were wearing like the ruby, the emerald, and the, I don't know, the blue stone, whatever. What is that? What is the blue stone? aquamarine i don't know figure it out sapphire yes when they were doing those perfumes and stuff someone did that okay that's kind of clever sure why not why not Uh, who else we have oh and then people ask me about the bachelorette and they say are you watching the bachelorette and here's what i have to say that i tried i try i i've watched pretty much every season ever there was a brief period in the middle where i stopped when they brought back Claire, I thought, okay, good. Like, they're they're showing an older woman. But then they brought in all these younger guys. And Wes and I tried to watch it. He loves the first episode because all the guys act so embarrassing. And I like watching him like it or watch it. And she fell in love with Dale instantly. And it's like, well, now I feel like I know everything that's going to happen because it's everything the blog said. Tasha's coming back in and whatever. I did find it amusing that Dale has been a model for Party City and he dressed up as a taco. And I don't think I can ever unsee that. And how would you feel if you meet the man of your dreams, you instantly feel like he's your husband, and then you find out that he's modeled as a taco? I don't know how you get underneath that afterward. I I really would struggle myself. But food for thought, you know, marinate on it a bit. Maybe while you're meditating, that's something you can meditate on, just like a guided meditation. So anyway, then... Halloween brought a lot of drama to the Megan Fox, Brian Austin Green crew. And if you're wondering who that is, I would tell you to use your brain. No, I'm kidding. 
Brian Austin Green is from 90210L, the first one, not the multiple remakes. He played the straight male with an earring in his ear and oversized shirts. And uh, Megan Fox has been in Transformers and pretty much nothing else because it seems like the second they got together, Brian Austin Green killed her spirit. Anyway, they've split up. She's back working. I am obsessed with the new Machine Gun Kelly album, and they're now dating, so I'm now obsessed with this. I don't know. Every now and again, I get in these kicks where I get really into something. For whatever reason, this relationship I find fascinating. They're, like, madly in love, whatever. Anyway, he's been... Brian has been trolling her, saying that she... uh, Kind of alluding to the fact that she's not with the kids and stuff. And I just... uh, Yuck. Yuck. I hate that he's a such a whore. It seems like he seems like a big a big man whore from everything Courtney Stodden has said about him. You know, they were seen together for a while. She's the one that was like a child bride. And oh, remind me to go back to child brides. Okay, well, anyway, she's the one who was a child bride. And she was hanging out with him after they got divorced and stuff. And she was like, you were lying to me and telling me that you were hanging out with your kids when you weren't. You were seeing other chicks. And so I don't know. He's just been posting pics with other girls since they've been broken up. And it's just a mess. It's probably as messy as the way that I'm telling the story, because I hope you can follow. I, I really don't know if you can. So anyway, going back to being a child bride and the bachelorette, I'm thinking I really had trouble Peter's season because A, the bachelor was Peter. And also the girls are like 24. And being the wise woman that I am in my old age, I've realized that it is the rare person who knows who they are at 24 years old to be able to get married or even 26 years old. I mean, I look back, I'm, I've had like nine lives since then. It's, it's incredible. I'm still alive. Anyway, I took issue with the fact that, you know, The Bachelorette was like a proponent of marriage at such a young age and then also just sort of perpetuated this like you need a man to be complete narrative. I don't really love that. It's all cringy. So then I think, oh, we get Claire. Great. Like, she'll be a good spokesperson for, like, the elderly women, such as myself, that are not married. And instead, she comes off insane. I've heard. I, I don't really need to see it. I, I know I, I know how it's going to play out, I think. And so, and then they're replacing her with Tasha, which to me just isn't a big enough draw. I don't, everyone's like, Tasha's so amazing. Well, she's very nice. She's very pretty. Uh, does she have the special sauce? Is she hilarious? I don't think. Does she have her own podcast? I don't think so. So, food for thought. Okay, and then this really got under my skin. Erica Jane. It appears that she and I officially have beef. And I don't want to go too deep into this because the blogs might cover it and, you know, I don't want to get sued. But she has posted a photo. Of another girl doing that Moschino look that I did years ago, just kidding, a few months ago, upon the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finale episode. She saw mine, didn't post it, didn't like it, didn't say thank you so much. She posted this girl's. And Wes, my doting husband, said, oh, of course he, she posted her implying something about the girl in the photo that she did post. And I'll just leave that to your imagination. And that was very supportive of him. 
And uh, I've, I don't think I can look at her the same way anymore. So all I have to say is Kathy Hilton might be my new favorite Real Housewife because she is joining Beverly Hills along with some Asian American girl who looks interesting. I don't, I don't know anything about her, but she's, she looks like a news anchor. I don't know if she is, but she looks like one. I don't know her name. I don't know anything. Kathy Hilton's joining, which tells me that Kyle is still there, which is the worst news ever. But I do look for, I hope that Kathy Hilton is like really hard on Kyle because Kyle was so hard on Kim in years past. That would just give me a lot of joy. Okay, so there was all that. I also saw a lot of people doing cute like Leah McSweeney Halloween costumes with the sheer bucket hat and like the sex choker and the tiki torch and the naked suit. Like there's been some funny ones with the housewives and that was a good one. I also saw one where it was like Britney Spears in her Baby One More Time red pleather costume. And then she was like wearing like a chain around her body like she was like she was a prisoner, which is dark, but hilarious and the kind of dark comedy that I need right now. I went as a couple different things. One of my costumes was Emily in Paris for a work thing. And I'm just really disturbed to hear that people are not liking Emily in Paris. Like, if you're finding something not to like about Emily in Paris, you have way too much effing time on your hands, okay? It's pure joy in a bottle. Who cares if it's cliche? Who cares if, you know, it's perpetuating stereotypes about the Parisians? We've done enough for them. We really have. We've done a lot for them. God bless the USA. I feel that if you are hating on Emily in Paris, you need to be evaluated, truly, because it's one of the few simple pleasures we have right now. Shit's Creek ended. We have Emily in Paris. Of course, I already got through it. I'm about to start again because I have nothing else. Now, I've heard Greta texted me something. What was it? Hold, please. She texted me something about another show that's like, oh, call my agent. It's about a talent agency in Paris, she says. And so I'm going to look into that, but I can't make any promises. But I am going to look into it because I'm just absolutely desperado for a new show. I I mean, I covered Dancing with the Stars last week. I'm obviously desperado. So long story short, most people dressed up as Tiger King or Schitt's Creek. I saw that all over the interweb. And, you know, the one that really surprised me was Kim Kardashian as Tiger King and um, her little friend, Jonathan. It's like, you guys couldn't come up with anything better. Now, it is always funny to see Jonathan in costume because he's such a character and, you know, the food god. But I was just surprised they didn't really come up with anything that innovative. And it's probably because they've been jet setting all over the world. I I don't understand the timeline of anything that's happening with them. As I mentioned before, it's like, how are you doing Halloween in the vaginal walls, but also being on an island and then also celebrating Kendall's birthday? It's just all very wild. And I'm sure you guys heard about Kendall getting in trouble for her party with no one having masks and stuff. Anyway, they're just, she just is the worst. So I think I've closed the loop on that. You know where I stand there. Now, in terms of people who did do Halloween right, I would like to give it up to Slade and Gretchen Rossi, formerly from Real Housewives of OC. They are just the most embarrassing. It is just... <laughs> This is just so prime. They're so over the top with everything. Remember when they showed up to that end of season episode dresses our Barbie and Ken bride and groom couple? Slade was like wearing a tuxedo and Gretchen was wearing a miniature wedding dress. I mean, it was just 
hysterical. Anyway, they basically did the same thing in the form of Halloween photos because they've had a bebe. Um, her name is Skylar Rose, I believe. It's irritating that I know so much about her. I also know a lot about Ice-T and Coco's daughter. I believe her name is also Coco, or Baby Coco, or Bebe Coco. Anyway, Slade and Gretchen and the Bebe dressed up as, well, I guess Gretchen was Queen of Hearts. And then the Bebe, I don't even remember their costume. It was like an Alice in Wonderland theme, I believe. And then Slade was a brown rabbit. <laughs> I never start when I laugh. <laughs> Please go Google these effing costumes. It's <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best part is that he's squatting down, <laughs> to t- like in a in a rabbit pose to take the pick, and it's just. The most emasculating thing I've ever seen in 2020, which is hard to achieve. That's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. So if you want to break from the election nonsense, feel free to <laughs> rid yourself of your worries by pulling that up on the Google. Moving right along, I know all of you do not watch The Real Housewives of Potomac. And I wasn't sure if I was going to cover it or not because... A lot of the shows in the area cover it, and I just wanted to make sure that I could give a perspective that was somewhat different, I think, than some of the other Bravo shows. And so I will leave the minute marker in the caption for this show if you don't, if you don't watch it. But you might want to stick with me because what I've found with podcasts that I listen to when I don't watch the show is that I actually feel like I'm watching the show just by getting the recap. And then it's sort of like, oh, maybe I will watch it. And then it's kind of fun to compare like what I see and what I think. And oh, that's what she was talking about. So give it time. Anyway, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. It is the best Housewives show. I believe it's aired this year. I had high hopes for Beverly Hills. And they, of course, obsessed over one thing and ran Denise Richards out of town. And now that Erica Jane and I are in a fight... Potomac is delivering. It's deliverance from Potomac. The best thing that came out of the last few moments with Wes Evans when we were watching Real Housewives of Potomac, which, by the way, he claims not to watch Housewives, and then I caught him watching the Potomac ones because he knows, I don't want to brag, but my husband's a businessman, and he knows some of the characters distantly, and I'll just leave it at that. We also live really close to Ashley Darby's former restaurant, Oz. We can testify that it was literally always empty and the food was weird. So the, the confirmed. So I'm going to cover it is, is the point because it's the best Bravo show we have right now. And if I have to look at Captain Lee, I, I don't think I can take it. I, I can't. I probably can't make it to Thanksgiving if I have to talk about Captain Lee. Okay. I don't know what everyone loves about him. He reminds me of Jimmy Buffett and I have no interest. So I'm going to sort of like talk about the last two episodes. So Wendy, who's our newest housewife, she's the one that's Nigerian. She has the cute husband and the three kids. And I am obsessed with her middle boy. He's maybe like four years old. His name is not Carter. It's the other one. I call him the green Power Ranger because he was wearing a green shirt, not to be confused with Kylie Jenner. Anyway. He is freaking adorable. Typical middle child. I see a little bit of Wes Evans in him. Typical middle child acting out a little bit to get attention. 
occasionally has his pants down. Just a real cute little chunk. Wendy and her husband are just real cute, and she's just real acclimated to being a housewife right off the jump. And I think that is because of her freelance political consultant work. You know, if you're used to being on camera, that that is a skill, like it or not. And the more you flex that muscle, the more natural you can be in front of the camera. So I think that she's just, that's, that's what I accredit to her just fitting in so naturally. And also, she doesn't give a damn. She will give it to these other ladies like there's no tomorrow, even if she saunters in with a slow, <laughs> low walk that they were all impersonating. That was so far my favorite part of the year. But I loved the party where she's welcoming. I, she said when she was having the, the, I guess it's sort of like a Nigerian baptism or something, just a welcoming party for her baby being born. Which, by the way, she looks freaking snatched for just having a baby. She looks great. But she said, you know, I'd really like all the women to wear pink to welcome Cameron, her her baby daughter, into womanhood. And I thought, did Cameron get her period? Like, I'm confused why everyone's wearing pink to welcome Cameron into womanhood. Because it feels like that's maybe about 14 years away, if you're a late bloomer like myself. But anyway, they're really cute. I almost cried watching the scene where Eddie is talking about how his family doesn't support him anymore. I said, geez, Louise. Anyway, the Nigerian culture, very interesting to me. I feel like we could have a show on Bravo simply about Nigerian culture. It's that interesting. I do not feel that we need the Indian dating show. And I say that with all due respect. I just, it's, I don't like it. So the end. And I do think we could bring back that show about um, Timber Creek Lodge. That's what I learned during quarantine. I don't know about you guys, but I revisited a lot of the classic hits of Bravo. And I thought, why did they ever cancel Timber Creek Lodge and Real Houses of Miami? Like, uh, you guys didn't do your due diligence. And I just hope that you turn up better for Election Day than you did for Timber Creek Lodge and the Real Housewives of Miami. Because Joanna Krippa is without a check. So I'm going through a couple episodes at once with all these girls. And you're just, that's, you know, that's the way I'm going to do it. So deal with it. Wendy, then in like this most recent episode, basically opens on her giving breast milk to all three of the kids out of like a, like a hummingbird dropper. And at one point she starts shimmying in her kid's face. It's like she's motorboating him to give him the milk and like saying, this will make you healthy. Basically, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't... Well, it was jarring. It wasn't sexual, but it was odd. It did make me feel weird. And I'm like, maybe that's cultural. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't judge. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have kids that I don't have kids to motorboat. So how would I know? Anyway, I guess breast milk must be good for your health. Also, I wouldn't know that either. So anyway, they got a drip drop. And I've heard that breast milk tastes like cantaloupe juice. And that's those are those are the facts that are maybe accurate, maybe not, but that's what I have for you today. Anyway, I like Wendy's confessional looks for the most part, but here's what I need. I don't like any of the girls doing barrettes in their hair anymore. No more barrettes. No more clips. Dorit did it. Now everyone's copying it. We're done with it. Wendy's got a couple scenes with different clips in her hair, and I just, oh, it's too much. It's too many. Let's it's a wrap on that. Let's find a different hair accessory to make happen. A trend I am totally fine with, however, are the puff sleeves. 
love a poof sleeve. Wendy's got a lot of poof sleeves happening and we're fine with that. Bring it back. You know, Giselle could take a page out of her book if I'm being honest. And, you know, I love a through line on a housewife. And what I mean by a through line is it's sort of like with a celebrity award season where they have one inspiration, like when Natalie Portman was doing Black Swan promo, it's like everything was sort of ballet black swan inspired and you know you often see actresses doing that with a film or like when blake lively was performing the watchman or or promoting the watchman my apologies when she was promoting the watchman was she in that was that the film anyway you get it so uh, there's sort of like a common ground common theme of how they're how they're dressing and candace if you look closely is doing all corsets Corset tops, corset-inspired tops, and she's so tiny, they look just adorable on her. I absolutely love her confessional with that blush velvet corset top. It's from House of CB. Thank you, but thank you, big blonde hair. You tell me all the time. But what I am not loving about Candace is literally anything that comes out of her mouth. Also, her husband creeps me out. But Candace you know, she's really milking this fight with Monique. Her Basically, her and Monique got in a fight at a winery. And by the way, I've been to the wineries around these parts. And if I saw a bunch of women throwing down this viciously, I'd, I mean, it'd be the most interesting. And I've yet to get in a bar fight at one of them. I'm not putting it past myself. But, you know, I'm just, I don't have that violent bone in my body. I'd rather hurt someone with my words, clearly, if they're really, if they've really hurt me. Though I don't recommend it, because that's do as Jesus would do. But following his footsteps, that's not uh, necessarily something I'm promoting. But I just, I feel like he could be so much more effective that way. However, you know, I have a bunch of girlfriends that will throw down, on, let's say on holidays like 4th of July. And for that, I applaud them. I have a number of friends who just will get rubbed the wrong way and, you know, take it to the streets, if you will. So well, that was back in our younger days, but you know, I, I just, and I would say, God, that is ratchet. Remember when we all used to say that word ratchet? I was like, Ooh, that's ratchet. The only time I've wanted to hit someone, it was someone that I know, someone I'm very close with, one of my close girlfriends. She got drunk and she put her stiletto by accident, like was wobbly on her stiletto and her stiletto practically went through my, my foot, like where the toe cleave is, but just like a little behind it. Oh, it killed and I thought I'm about to knock your socks off and the worst part was she had no idea she did it and then when I told her she was like too drunk to even understand so that was irritating and speaking of things I don't understand Jamal Giselle's baby daddy former ex-husband and now future lover he is a real unusual specimen. I am really, truly fascinated about why the hell this guy has six to seven baby mamas or something. I mean, uh, he seems like a total wet blanket. I can't decide if he's a prophet or a wizard or a monk, like solemn. Maybe he's just really boring. I can't decide. What I also will never understand about him is why are you gifting your girls who are like 12 and 15 a restaurant in Atlanta where they don't live and saying you're going to run the restaurant that is like so quintessential a parent who's out of touch with their children like let me go ahead and not even ask you what you want and just like also give you a business like prime nepotism and then tell you have to run it and who cares if you're interested good stuff 
The business, by the way, it reminds me of this restaurant that we used to have in my grandma's hometown of the 909. That's Inland Empire, California. Holla. It's called the Elephant Bar. And if you know it, it's a chain. It has a lot of African-inspired decor, like literally like African safari. And the drinks, most notably, come in these cups that look like a animal's hoof. So there's like an elephant hoof cup and there's a tiger hoof cup and, uh, you know, probably a lion and maybe a rhinoceros, all kinds. And I, as a child, I found that fascinating. I thought I cannot wait until I can drink a, um, you know, skinny tiquerita out of one of these elephant jugs. And so it's always, you know, been a fond memory in my mind. It's something that I've aspired to. And I fulfilled that dream at the ripe age of 24. Anyway, the point being, the decor inside is absolute trash in Jamal's restaurant or Jamal's children's restaurant. However, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement. These girls can really turn it around. And I would recommend getting those cups. Hot ticket item. And those were also sold as merch. However, I never got one and I'm still bitter. Okay, moving along. So I mentioned that I was watching the show with Wes and my darling said, <laughs> he said, who is that person? She, <laughs> she looks like a prairie dog. And with that, I have to say, this is why I married this man. He's not wrong. And who he's talking about is the grand dame herself, Karen Huger, from Southern Virginia, the farm, the farm animal that she is, she is a bit of a prairie dog. We saw that a few weeks ago when she went back to her hometown and I believe it was Surrey, you know, not far off. I have to say her style has been killing this season, even if she's wearing the Enti instead of Fenty poncho. I'm down with it. I'm not above a knockoff. Sure. Knock it off. Who cares? It's practical. She also had the cute Beyonce suit. And I have a prediction that she and Ray are going to be the next Erica and Tom. As you know, Erica and Tom announced their divorce and they are no longer loving each other. So I think that's what's happening with Karen and Ray and TBD on that, especially because Karen is having a sensational season. She's got her wig game right. She came correct with that blonde wig. And, you know, I really want to have someone on here to teach me more about like black girl hair, because I just truly don't know that much about how it is. Like, I'm just, I just haven't been exposed to it. And I want to know more about it. So I think that would be fun to have an expert come on and I can ask them some questions about like the different wigs and like, in which scenario do you get like a weave? And in which point do you like glue on a wig? I don't know how that works. So I really I, I'm genuinely interested, because I'd like to be able to speak to it and use the right terms when I'm talking about this show. Okay, so Robin, this is a perfect example of why I need a wig specialist or a weave specialist, has the cutest pink highlights at Wendy's ceremony to welcome her daughter into womanhood uh, because she got a period. And these little light pink highlights, very, very cute. And I will say one side of Robin's hair, which is the blonde like swoop side with the pink bits peekabooing out, adorable, adorable. Great color, everything. Then you get to the other side, the shorter side where it's all cropped. It's like her highlight has grown out like really far. And I'm like, why can't they get that foil tighter to her head? I don't get it. So that is bothering me. I feel like she's gorgeous from this one side. And then the other side, I'm like, oof, that's looking a little bit low rent. 
I also suspect that Juan does not love her very much because there's a scene where she's at his basketball game where he coaches and she goes, woo, woo, woo. She's cheering and cheering. So I hope that didn't blow out your eardrums. Anyways, cheering and he looks mortified, just absolutely mortified. And um, then there's another scene where she shows up in what appeared to be multiple synthetic wigs. There's one that was purple. There's one that was black and they're doing like a funny, sexy date. And I didn't think it looked very good. Now, other pe- the girl, other people liked it. It got good reviews on Watch What Happens Live, but I thought it was atrocious. It sort of looked like um, Morticia from the Adams Family, like a long black wig like that, that just like was really abrasive at the hairline. But again, this is, these are questions for my wig specialist that's coming on. Okay, so, but Robin and Juan are cute, but they don't bring much, but they're cute. So, you know, just going back to the Candace-Monique fight for a bit, I would like to say that I am Team Monique only because of Monique's pink confessional look. Her pink confessional look is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. It may be the best, it's one of the best confessional looks in housewives history no doubt so she's wearing a gown that's sort of crisscrossy there's a little peekaboo keyhole to the t-tats her hair is long and bouncy gorgeous and her makeup is just absolutely flawless perfect earring it's like a drippy drop marcosite color it almost looks like an alexis batar earring anyway it's just gorgeous it's flawless and i've heard that these girls get their stylists from new york and i just have to say that Keep on doing that. I have no interest in this gig. I can't imagine the pressure and the criticism. You know how Bravo fans are so ruthless. Now, we all know that I wouldn't put something out there gross, but sometimes people can choose gross things. And you have to ride a fine line of being like, I mean, it's gorgeous on you, but will the camera like it? These are the lies we have to tell. Anyway, I'm on Monique's side. And, you know, I think what really put me off to the whole thing is that Candace obviously instigated it. But now she's just dragging it on so long with the tears and the cry. She's been crying for three episodes straight. I'm like, you need to get a hobby. Adopt a pet or take up gardening. You know, buy buy a sushi kit. Learn how to make sushi. Something. Distract yourself, woman. She's like sitting on social media, just stewing all day and then goes to her husband, just acting a fool. And they're just, they're just jokers. So I didn't like that. She pressed charges, not saying that violence is okay. It's obviously not. And I understand why she feels unsafe and why she did, but I just, I don't like how she's carrying it out. It seems very vindictive and like egging on the drama. She's, she's obviously very hurt. But what I'd like to discuss is the fact that she's putting out a song that's a go-go dance remix. And I first heard go-go one wild night when Wes and I were in Chinatown in DC. And I said, what is that beating on a bucket noise? And Wes said, that's go-go. And, and he knows a lot about music and everything. He's like, no, it's cool. Like, listen. And so we stopped and we listened and it sort of got this well, I'm not going to do an impersonation. I won't I won't bore you with that. But it's got a lot of click-clack sounds. A lot of click-clack, a lot of boobops. It's like funky. And it generally, when music is described as funky, I generally hate it. So like Fish or Go-Go, for example. But I can appreciate the art form. So it's sort of cool that she's doing something like so native to 
the area. And I think I, I just, I look forward to these Potomac housewives leaning into the fact that DC really is, you know, where everything is. Potomac is the outskirts of Maryland and they really just did that to differentiate themselves from the first attempt at Housewives of DC, which was such a colossal failure. Even though, as I said, during quarantine, um, I rediscovered some classic hits and I thought DC holds up. Why was this discontinued? I don't think the casting was great. So, so when I caught Wes watching the show and he sees that Candace is now getting into go-go music, this of course catches his attention because like, I guess he recognized the producer's name or whatever. And so they, so the producer brings out this bottle that's got a spade symbol on it. And I'm like, oh, what? That's not Crystal. What is that? And he's like, oh, that's Dom. And I'm like, what a straight thug you are that you know. I'm like, you must have been a real club rat if you know that what a bottle of Dom looks like in the case, not even in the bottle. And he's like, yeah, bitch. No, I'm kidding. He would never say that to me. He said, yeah, baby. But I have a feeling that Wes doesn't go to the club. Certainly not not as much as I did. So with that, it is time for us to say goodbye. Oh, that was a fun episode. A little hard for me to get through today, guys. So I'm sorry if I sound a little low energy. Full disclosure, I recorded half of this last night and half of this on election day because I just felt like I couldn't do it all at once. So I know it's a little different this time and maybe sounds a little different. There was also a helicopter at one point. Just roll with it, okay? I'm I'm living in a war zone, okay? I don't know what else to tell you. But thanks for listening. As always, I'm hoping to deliver even more laughs, levity, and light next week. And I'm thinking about maybe releasing this podcast on Mondays so that you have it for your whole week. So I might push this one out a little bit. Let me know what you think about that idea. Do you like it being on a Monday? Also, would you like to hear from the wig specialist? Would love to know. Also, I have some really exciting guests coming up, local to the DC area, very well known, and I think you guys are going to love them. They will be at different times, but I think that they will deliver some fun conversation. Okay, love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Rate, subscribe, review, share, and I will see you next week.